you guys hear about that FBI agent in Denver who shot a guy in the leg? Yes. No. He's doing a, he's dancing, dancing up a storm. What? The worm. At his where? His sidearm fell out of the back of his pants, and then he scrambled to pick it up and discharged it as he rushed for it. Then he just throws his hands up like, my bad, I guess, and starts walking out <laughs> of the bar. Whoa. It's a great video. Oh, it's a video? Yeah, they got it on film, dog. Where was this at? Like the FBI homecoming dance or? It looks like maybe the view house or something. It has like AstroTurf on the roof somewhere. Oh I don't know. Watch this guy get shot. This dance. Oh, no. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, Oh my god, oh my fucking god. Is he really an FBI agent? That's what the news is reporting. Bench. It's like, he didn't have it on safety. Also, everyone else's reactions are so funny. Because no one's like panicked. Everyone's like, this is just a mistake. Well, but, it's a room full of white people. They're like, well, they don't shoot us. That's so silly and bad. Was this like on the Colorado local news, Ryland? I, it happened late last night, but I did see it on the internet. It was like shoved down the back of his pants like he was undercover. You think this was an FBI sting that went awry? No. Maybe. Uh, he seemed to have it ready to go. He did not have the safety on. I bet he's just really feeling himself. I mean, if you're an FBI agent, I mean, it must be boring just like protecting the president and stopping murders. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to take your thick old gun out to a club and make some ladies wet. Oh, and I mean, his face is blurred out, so we will never know his true identity until tomorrow when it's revealed. But he's wearing like <laughs> Vans and like khakis. bull denim khakis. And are FBI agents our age? When do you start? When does the Spy Kids program allow you to graduate to being a full fledged FBI agent? At what age does a spy kid get a gun? When did that cute little boy with the curly hair kill his first man? You want to know where he is now? He's doing sex with Megan Trainer. What? Megan Trainer is his girlfriend. And like all those love songs that she's written have been about Junie from Spy Kids. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Megan Trainer's all about that bass. Yeah. And yeah. that song is about the spy because <gasps> it's about how. It's about how he likes thick, juicy asses. You know, no, no, no. It's all, oh. military it's base. all about that secret spy base <laughs> with all the high tech. <laughs> She's saying, I'm all about that base, secret spy base, Ugh. no trouble, please don't discharge your pistol into a group of bystanders. My name is No. My sign yeah, is that, No. They were having a fight when she wrote that one. Judy, no. Stop, Judy, no. So this is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life Pile. Welcome to Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that's deciding the fate of humanity. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm the first but not last lesbian witch to run for city comptroller in your town, Dylan Bergasa. Call me a clown, come at you like a blizzard, turn you upside down. It's Ryland. You like that one? 
Was that you? Was that all you? I came up, I was thinking like, okay, Blizzard, you turn them upside down. That has to be a rap lyric somewhere. So yeah, that was me. And Ryland, in your experience, what kind of things do Blizzards usually turn upside down? Well, that's the thing, you know? So <laughs> there's there's two Blizzards. There's Snow Blizzard, there's Dairy Queen Blizzard. <gasps> Snow Blizzard, you don't want to be outside in. It's rough, it's hard, it's cold. Dairy Queen Blizzard gets turned upside down. So, this is Life Pile Podcast. <laughs> Life Pile Podcast is the podcast for people who don't let facts get in between them and the lifestyle section. Every week, we bring you lifestyle tips and review the hottest lifestyles to live. Getting us started with a tip is Camden Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, my tip for the week is a tip to try, okay? And this, here's the thing this isn't gonna work for everybody, but everybody's got to try because you never know until you go and try so i want everybody out there listening to try calling people brother in a husky voice hey brother brother hey how you doing brother brother now here's the thing is it's not for everybody not everybody can be like hey how you doing brother brother uh but if it is for you 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 gotta use it because it feels so good and you look so cool. Yeah. And if it's not for you, you're not gonna know until you give it a shot and fall on your face. Whoa. Okay. This is a great way to combat what I was talking about earlier with you guys, which is that cashiers and just anybody in a position of power, you know, the most powerful people in society, like cashiers. They hold all the change. They're always <laughs> calling me buddy and pal. Mm. Like I'll like I'll be getting ready to go up to the cash register at Rubio's Fish Talk. Tacos or something, and the guy will be like, "Yeah, bro, see, uh, your quesarito enchilada grandes is gonna be eight fifty nine, and this tax will meet you over there at the counter." And the the guy in front of me is like, "All right, man, like, thank you so much." And then he goes and does that, and then it's my turn, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, hey, pal, hey, Whoa. little guy, what do you need? Hey, you little, hey, you little, you little tiny little bitch, you lost? Did your mom give you money to pay for this? It's gonna cost money, buddy. It's gonna cost the money, buddy." so cute. And then I can come back at that with, yeah, hey, brother, I'm gonna have an orange dreamsicle and I'm gonna do some protein powder in that, brother. Like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Oh, jeez. I didn't know. I wouldn't have called you, buddy. Flip the script. Like a blizzard. <laughs> I love when people tack on nouns to things. When a, just a nice warm woman who maybe has a little bit of a drawl tacks on to the end of a sentence, honey, or sugar. Sugar. Love it. Love when a stra- like a stranger, nice woman calls me honey. Darling. But not everybody. How you doing, oatmeal? You you need some need some brownies. Okay, Ryland's confused because he thinks just any food can be tacked on because I said honey or sugar. Anything else I can do for you today, sugar tits? Love when a warm woman calls me sugar tits. Real quick, just walk me through the technique. Is it yeah, I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do the tomato garlic soup. And if I could get that in a bread bowl, and I'm going to do a side of chips with that. And I guess say uh, like a small iced tea, brother. And you drop <laughs> on the brother only. See, if that happens, that's how you know you're not, you're not the right fit. Because when I see a store clerk, this is my, this is my natural, hey, what's up? Cam's talking to his buddy's voice. Y'all know it and heard it before. Uh-huh. And both of you have been mm-hmm. with us to a store with me before. So you know that when I of start course. talking to a store clerk, I go... Hey, I'd like some uh, weather wear all tracks on my tire, brother. <laughs> and they're like, this is an ice cream shop. You know what I mean, brother. Brother. 
Ryan, let me hear your brother. Let me see if it's, if you're cut of the right cloth. Yeah. Uh, I hey hi I, uh, hello brother. <laughs> I can't not do it. So a character in Lost would always say brother, like that. Brother. Yeah, he was from Scotland or something over there, and I loved that character so much. So I would always say it like that. So I guess if you watched Lost, you can't use this tip. Sorry. Yeah. Y'all, I got a lifestyle tip for you. As everyone is well aware, we've exited the most joyful month of the year, which is the year of the rule book out the window. But most importantly, it's Dylan's birthday month. And the only person who has a birthday in May. <laughs> the only person on this three-person show no, that I has a May birthday. Yes. Yes. Birthday just a couple of days ago. So. But the great <laughs> thing about this is we're moving... Into the second best month of the year, you guys. <gasps> it's Pride Month. And so I'm going to explain to you guys what all of that means, especially. It's uh, LGBT Pride Month. And so that, of course, is the month where everyone expresses how proud they are of LGBT people. And that's easy <laughs> to do for some folks more so than others. You got your Adam Rippons, your Gus Kentworthys, LGBT Olympians. It's very easy to say, you did a good job, Gus. Great job. Great skating, Adam. You did it good. Or you got your Tignataros, you got your Ellen DeGeneres, who are DeGeneres. They're multiplying. How do you think she got so much done? That's well and good. I don't need to tell you guys how to be proud of those guys. My my tip for you, though, is to spend some time in contemplation and then sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and go ahead and jot down a list of all the LGBT plus people you know write their names down leaving a little space between each one and then go ahead and write things that you could be proud of that person for because it's not easy for everyone take me for example Cam Ryland can you guys think of anything to be proud of me for oh, I dare you boy. Dylan it's not really a fair competition because we are lifestylists and lifestyle experts so we are a pillar of the community but outside of your lifestyling and lifestyle work you um right uh, exactly you yeah <laughs> So this is what I'm saying, you guys. <laughs> Go ahead and just like grab a few sticky notes, grab some index cards, and just keep those handy at all times because there's going to come a time when you run into your friend Alex and you're going to go, Alex, happy Pride Month. I... Uh, hold up. Let me, uh, one, all right. I am proud of you. You go, you passed your driver's test on the third try. Good job, Alex. Okay. So just so I'm clear on everything. Yeah. As the big kickoff send off for our month of pride, pride celebration, make uh -huh. sure you're listening to all the episodes because otherwise none of the pride month will make sense to you. Mm -hmm. You'll be wearing the wrong thing in all the parades. Yes. You're kicking that off by making just a general blanket statement that homosexual are useless degenerates no that's not what i said at all if you remember the first part of this tip it's that we have a large swath of outstanding homosexuals and i would argue to say majority of them are uh they're accomplished artists athletes business people and then you got this this small little 0.03 percent of the lgbt plus population <laughs> that includes people like me and you really gotta spend time on those ones and think how am I going to tell this person that I'm proud of them? So all I'm saying, 
prep in advance. It's a quick one and done. And stay tuned for my next three pride tips that are going to be slow released over the month of June. What I mean, it's not, I feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself Mm -hmm. because there's a whole lot of straight white men across the country Mm -hmm. um, who do absolutely nothing and are astoundingly proud of themselves. Sure. And isn't Pride Month all about equality and saying, hey, if some hairy guy living in his parents' basements, being mean to his mom and all the women he meets on the internet can be very proud of himself, shouldn't everybody be able to be proud of themselves? Isn't it only fair? Mm-hmm. And when you don't have all those privileges, you got to be two times better than everybody else to carve out your place in the world. Sure. And that ain't fair. <sighs> That's the nice thing about LGBT plus people, though, is they often are two times better than everyone else in the room. Hey, so maybe we should work on getting straight pride month off the ground huh you guys i think they got it <laughs> yeah i think they're good i think they're real real proud of themselves oh. i think we should have straight let's take a look at this let's have let's get it straight month and let's like, just lay out the facts and be like are you are you focusing here look at me all right let's start getting your lgbt pride together figuring out what it is you got you're gonna be proud of i guess i got I got thick hair. It's starting to gray, though, you guys. Oh, it looks so good. Proud of it. It looks so good. Proud of it. No, honestly, Dylan, you're turning into a silverback. You don't. <laughs> you you hold on to those gray hairs of pride. It's a good look. Oh, I see you putting those index cards away. Get out of here. Like, you came up with that off the cuff. Get out of here. Uh, Dylan, uh, I don't know what i'm proud of you for but i definitely am <laughs> so just want to put that out there before i shoot a hot tip up into you oh uh, <laughs> happy pride month to me <laughs> so my tip for this week uh is keep in mind you don't have to prove anything but you should have fun so when when somebody bites into a pepper next to you and says, oh my God, this pepper is so hot. You don't have to prove anything by putting that pepper into your mouth and eating the whole thing. <laughs> you don't have to do that, no. but you should have fun. So if that's, if that's your idea of fun, do it, okay? But the bad part about eating a pepper from... <laughs> <laughs> When you don't have anything to prove, but you just want to have fun, is that you got to time it just right. So maybe you're at a family barbecue and you eat this really hot pepper just as your girlfriend arrives to meet all of your family and you're trying to walk around and introduce her to everybody, but you're sweating and you can't talk (laughs) and you're just drinking a cup of milk and you're just being like, this is my girlfriend. That's that's my aunt. So nice. I'm so glad you guys could meet her. So this is what Pride Month is all about. This is what Pride Month's all about. Here's a straight white man uh-huh. who's got nothing to prove, and he's having a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and the Ooh. gays should have the same right to complete be complete jackasses. Yeah. <laughs> everybody how's everybody doing over there you good you can i get you another water uh i was just dropping by to see if uh can i interest you guys in a lifestyle you guys are you ready to order offer things to my boys (laughs) you get out of here i'm the hospitality hey brother i'll take a lifestyle hey grandma brother (laughs) you come into this podcast one more time me (laughs) so the future is now 
we've been talking about flying cars and shoes that lace themselves up and DeLoreans that help us make sure that we can have sex with our mom as a teenager. Is that what Back to the Future was about? Yep, that is. Once again, (laughs) that's street pride. That's... (laughs) And equality. Okay, if you're willing to make that your favorite movie and just walk down the street, then I should be able to make Birdcage my favorite movie and walk down the street. Oh my gosh, I still haven't seen all of it. Oh my god, it's so good. I'm ruining my own life. Okay, so I I think we're landing on what Pride Month is going to be about, which is episode one of Pride Month. We're detailing what straight culture is, and straight culture is traveling back in time to have sex with your own mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great <laughs> so now that we live in the future <laughs> automation it is going to take us out of a lot of our historically service and labor oriented industries and putting us back in the comfort of a air-conditioned cubicle i guess so i wanted no. to take a look at the lifestyle of automation Boo. By bringing you, uh, Ryland, see, you say, you say boo, Ryland. I think you're really going to be a fan of some of these top tier Japanese vending machines. Oh, oh, wait. Now you're. Yeah, actually, oh, that's my dream. Did I get you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. OK, yes. All right. Check this one out, you guys. Vending machine one. We got horned beetles. <gasps> There is a belief in Japan that horned beetles are considered good luck and a fun little play thing and kids can play with them. Bug bug collectors can add them to their collection. And so they've got uh, vending machines that stock horned beetles in them. Wow. And apparently they were so popular that other types of vending machines started popping up and we've got vending machines with tarantulas praying mantises and cockroaches cam is super excited and ryland looks like he just ate another pepper i love this so much <laughs> yeah i oh my god i would love to have a little jumping spider as a pet and no. i don't know that's just what the no cutest. they're little puppies with eight eyes and you boop, 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 jump around no, so no 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 gross oh. i don't know that there's a bug that i would want that i would want <laughs> How how do we make spiders worse? Uh, let's let them leap onto you from twenty feet away. Yeah, that's that's a good addition to a spider. Thank you, yeah, Campbell. Love them. Yeah, you're hanging out at home with your spider puppy. What you don't notice is the malaria-filled mosquito that lands right up on your carotid artery. Before he can get his little prong out, your little spider puppy hop, bites that little guy, takes him away. Have a great day. Never die from malaria. Thanks, spider your, puppy. No, You're your my little spider. Friend. Your little spider jumps up there and's like, I got this one. Knocks the mosquito aside, bites into your neck itself, and sucks all the blood out. Okay, That's this is how why spiders work. this is why we have Spider Pride Month <laughs> to dispel awful rumors like this. By the way, Spider Pride Month is july so get ready for that right after gay pride mm-hmm. we had dylan pride month in may now we have gay pride month in <laughs> june and then spider pride in july <laughs> i feel like that's a recipe for friendship worse bugs is by locking them in a see-through bug prison in public <laughs> and then every now and then you look over and you see one of your spider mates 
it's like someone's punching in the numbers and their little box just falls down you fall down a shaft and then some kid picks you up and it's like i got it i got it shaking your spider box and then you go home with it and so what you're saying is that with our unfair policing laws, we are imprisoning innocent insects, and then the prison system is turning those insects into hardened insect criminals. Yeah. it's a great point. My next vending machine for you guys. I know we're all t- I'm tired of it. You're tired of it. Who's got the time to go down to PetSmart and get a puppy? Go to this puppy vending no. machine instead. No. It's a little bit controversial and considered illegal in America, but (laughs) in in Tokyo, they've got a vending machine stocked with fresh puppies just ready to go. They're in these clear plastic cubes. Oh my uh, God. They have a little like bedding in the bottom of it and they've got the price labeled on the outside. I will say they don't get to make it (laughs) no it's not i what i want i want to put everyone's minds at ease you probably immediately thought that these puppies are in a giant machine and you hit a button and they fall through a chute and then you open the door and (laughs) take them out they you just you're like this one please and i think a human person delivers it to you oh what that's not a vending machine that's just a pet store but it's it's okay you might be right about that (laughs) Would you struggle with buying all of these puppies? Because I'd struggle with not buying all these puppies. Because here's the thing: y'all know about square watermelon. Yeah, the, I thought you were gonna do this. If the puppy's not cute enough, it keeps growing in that little glass box until <laughs> you have a cube puppy. And then at that point, it goes oh. to the cube puppy vending machine, oh and those God. are adorable. So they get bought, they get bought right up. So mm-hmm. that's uh, what Pride Month is about. <laughs> this next vending machine I got, we've automated buying live lobsters. It is a crane game with an aquarium and a bunch wow. of live lobsters. And you put some money in and you claw up your own lobster. Fresh, wow. live, delicious lobsters. Boom, you got dinner. So Japan was just like, hey, how many living things can we put into this plastic box? And let's we- do it. Beetles, cats, puppies. <laughs> Here's the problem. It's life is a spectrum. And everybody has different definitions of where things land on that spectrum, which is why sometimes you have to set aside a month to go, oh, hey, I'm here and I'm a living thing and treat me right, maybe. Are you saying we need to set up pride months for all the animals in these different vending machines? Specifically lobsters, especially. (laughs) I think lobsters are Lobster pride. Does the L in LGBT stand for lobster? It does. (laughs) That's right. Lobster giant beetles buppies and tarantulas tarantulas <laughs> i am petitioning for an lgbt vending machine in every city <laughs> that's what pride month's about y'all here's the thing i love this crane game there's only one way i'm playing it Uh-oh. okay because here's the thing you gotta know about lobsters they don't die of old age they just get bigger <sighs> They just get bigger and bigger. I heard about this. Okay, So the largest lobster ever caught, caught off the coast of Nova Scotia in 1977, Mm. weighed 44 pounds and six ounces and was estimated to be 100 years old. No. I want this tank. 
full of hundreds of hundred-year-old lobsters. They're the size of me. And instead of just a claw on the end of the crane, it's me on the end of the crane. I got a trident in one hand. Hello, brother. I'm eating good tonight. Eating good in the neighborhood, brother. Rylan, did you know this? Lobsters are eternal. Uh, Yeah, I knew that was bullshit. Lobsters don't die. We just told you. It was on the internet. Wrong. Here's the thing. is There is a magic answer to this. If you get the magic answer right of how specifically I'm wrong, I give you a brownie point. <laughs> but I know what's going to happen because I'm the Sherlock Holmes of this podcast. And Ryland's about to say some real fucking bullshit to me. So, Ryland, how come I'm wrong? <laughs> Where you painted him to corner here. <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, lobsters. Uh, you ever hear of Red Lobster? That was actually founded by a real-life lobster. And he died of old age when he was 86 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Facts. There go. Check them. Check them. Look this? it up on Twitter. <laughs> You see this? I do. <laughs> this is straight bride. <laughs> if you guys could automate an industry, what do we need in vending machines that we are s- sick of getting ourselves? Jobs. <laughs> Cam needs a job vending machine. It's a mystery box <laughs> job vending machine. I need some work. I got to pay the rent. I go down there. I put in beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, random box comes out. I unpack it. It's a note card. <laughs> Take this duffel bag. Go here. I fill the job. I get paid. Whoa. It's like Craigslist or what's the, we've got all these apps now that are for like people to run errands for you and you could just put them in vending machines. That's true. Wow. And that's like better. That would be better than like relying on cell phones and stuff. Cause then like people who don't have a phone could do it. And people who don't have a phone need a job more than somebody that does have a phone. I like the job vending machine that maybe it's like Cam's lobster trident crane game. We, he just he's got the little controls and he's bzz, 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 driving himself around in this big glass box. Then he presses the release button and it drops naked Cam shoom, straight into some khakis and a white button down shirt and a tie. Oh, you got another office job, Cam. I'm sorry. <laughs> Better luck next time. That's really cute. I don't know about you guys, but yesterday I ate a really hot pepper Uh-oh. and <laughs> I was thinking about what what's it going to feel like when it comes out. And I was like, man, if I could buy some cream to put on my butt, that'd be great. But I don't want to go to a I don't want to go to a store and buy some cream. So put it in a vending machine. Just put all the most embarrassing things in a vending machine that's surrounded by a black box and another black box. And like and so nobody (laughs) knows who's going in there. Nobody knows who's coming out. Okay, and that'd be a great vending machine. Yeah, the indoor is on one side and then the outdoor is the other side. So if you're walking in, you can't see who's coming out and you can't walk in until the occupied sign turns off. You, yeah, you can go buy like a balaclava at a Walmart or something. So when you're walking from your car to the black box (laughs) embarrassment zone, nobody knows who's going there. You can go ahead and it's legal to put some smear, some mud over your license plate number so that nobody can track you as you're driving up Mm -hmm. there. Yes. I love embarrassment box lube. For sure. Mm-hmm. I want to say all those for dummies books he put in there because I don't Ooh. want people to know I'm a dummy. Reading Ooh. for dummies. I don't want people to know I'm a <laughs> How did I get that book? Also, a bunch of other books, like a Garfield book. Like, I don't want it's anybody true. to know that I'm still reading Garfield, but still I want to read more Garfield. Oof. 
I wish I could go in there and play guitar too, so nobody could hear me. Rylan, do you have a house? Just go (laughs) to your house. So you want like a multi-building embarrassment complex that's like a fully blacked out, like night vision goggle college campus when they're like, this is the be bad at playing music room and here's where you buy lube. (laughs) This is great. This is a multi-million dollar industry right here. Embarrassment (laughs) University. I would like to get my balaclava at the front door of Embarrassment U and be able to go to different stores that are inside there and just be a complete dumbass like i hate going to home depot because i need to hang these shelves up on my wall and being like so i got a a a brother and he needs to hang up some shelves do i need anchors to go are those like the kind you get on a ship or are they different? <laughs> and you can just go and be a complete idiot to a salesperson and not have anybody judge you. It would have it would have an anonymizer room, an anonymizer talk Whoa. to an expert room. So like you can go in and pick an expert of your choosing, and then it would disguise your voice, your face, and you could just ask them and talk to them about anything. <gasps> How do I hang up shelves? And they would they could answer you and not see you. It's like a confessional booth, but with somebody that works at Home Depot on the other side. <laughs> Just be really sure that when you go to the anonymizer, you don't mistake it for the atomizer, because that will distribute you into a fine dust powder mm-hmm. gas. I'm always yeah. thinking six steps ahead, you guys. You know this about me. That's something you could write on your index cards. That's why whenever we're about to walk upstairs, still in trips. Yes. It's about three feet, ten feet in front of the stairs, he trips. But... I'm worried that Embarrassment University, when folks enter the anonymizer, they're going to take that as an opportunity. You know, uh, Glenda's going to pop up on the screen and be like, hi, welcome to the anonymizer. Is there something that I can explain to you today? And the person in the anonymizer is going to be like, yeah, I fucking think men's rights are being taken away. (laughs) And I don't, it doesn't matter who I am. I just wanted to tell all of you that. Did you know that? <laughs> and people are going to use this anonymity as a way to just yell at strangers. Mm. Then it hooks them up with an expert that can perfectly critique their line of thinking. Whoa. Whoa. Rylan's thought of everything. <laughs> He's got it all figured out. My solution was just going to be give Glenda a trapdoor. Oh, <laughs> get Glenda out! Yeah, <laughs> get her an escape. No, no, for the person, for the anonymizer. Glenda's there, and she's like, "Yeah, I see on my records here that you wanted me to explain how to set up a router." And the person's like, "The white race!" And then she just hits the button, and you, that the person falls to hell. <laughs> no, no, no! She pushes the button. She's launched out into a parachute, and she falls down. Okay, and then the box. Is launched, catapulted into a giant redneck vending machine where you can purchase your own redneck and have him around. Oh, I bet that vending machine is getting very full. <laughs> Someone should empty that out. Yeah, but once they grow into that cube shape, it's a really cute. <laughs> Redneck cubes. And I should, that's unfair. Not all rednecks are racist. That's an unfair stereotypation I just made. Stereotypation. I apologize for that stereotypation. Thank you. So, you guys, I'm curious, and I think we all know the answer Japanese vending machine lifestyle. Live it or leave it. I love automation. I'm ready to live in the future. 2069, take me there. 
I'm gonna live it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I got a review because Dylan, what'd you call it? Camden's lobster crane funhouse. Edit in you saying that again right here because I loved it. <laughs> Camden's lobster crane funhouse. I don't remember what I live it. You'll just cut it in. You'll just cut it in. It'll be perfect. It'll be seamless. Yes. Live it. Live it. I hate automation. I'm a fan of human people having jobs, not robots. That's <gasps> right. I hate robots. Any robot listening to this in the future, come find me. I'm ready for you. I went and got a gun. <laughs> so I do really like bugs and vending machines um, just because the amount of pranks that you could pull with them. Unfortunately, I don't think that's very ethical for the bugs because they would probably wind up dying as I used them for pranks. So I'm sorry. This is a dark path. We're going down here. I'm going to have to leave it. Even, even if you had the opportunity to get water bugs, water bugs, <laughs> Oh, lobster. No, what am I going to do with a lobster? I don't know. Pull one of your classic (laughs) Ryland pranks. (laughs) And watch it die as a result because I put it on top of a of a doorway to drop on somebody (laughs) when they open the door and then it drops on their head and they take it and they slam it against the wall because they're terrified, (laughs) which makes sense because a lobster just fell on their head out of fucking nowhere. I would throw it against the wall, too. I don't want that to happen to that lobster. Put it back in the ocean. Let it get big eternally yes until it dies of old age all right y'all coming up next i got a lifestyle that y'all gotta get hip to all the facts for this lifestyle are coming to you from sassnet.com you gotta feel the sass and sass as y'all know is the single action shooting society which is home to everybody's favorite sport cowboy action shooting (sighs) starting in the 1980s in california and spreading like a wildfire to the worldwide acclaim it has now cowboy action shooting is that sport we all know and love in which you pick your period of wild wild west design your costume based on this era Pick your cowboy action shooting alias, of which everyone has a unique one because you got to sign up for the database on sasnet.com. And then you do a scenario where you try to shoot your single action cowboy pistol, rifles, and shotguns as fast and as accurately as you can while wearing historically accurate cowboy garb. Cowboy action shooting. Live it or leave it. Whoa. I. Okay. I didn't know there were different eras of cowboy. I thought we just had like cowboy straight up, but apparently there are some phylum and f- species and familia. Yeah. It was like a hundred to 200 years. The cowboy. There's space the cowboy. Medieval cowboy. Samurai cowboy. No, it's just a really good thing and you're ruining it. Okay. You guys. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. We've all talked about it before. Cowboys are super gay. Yeah. <gasps> And this is a sport where you pick your alias. So, for instance, there's a Californian banker who does cowboy action shooting, and his alias is the Lone Arranger. Oh, my God. What does it mean? That's so stupid. Because he arranges loans. Wow. <laughs> I didn't get it. All right, hold on. I think I'm I'm not being clear enough to Dylan. I have to translate this for Dylan real okay. quick. Hey Dylan. Hi. 
This is RuPaul's Drag Race, where uh, you empty clips out of antique guns as fast as you can. All right. So okay. here's my thing. I'm going to automatically say right now, live it. This is so wow. dope. This is so freaking cool. All right. And this is what I want to know. What are our aliases going to be? And what is your Wild West character? Because you got to pick if you're going to be like the lady who runs the brothel or if mm. you want to be the milkman mm. or if you want to be a buffalo soldier. Mm. We got to figure that out. Okay, so we kind of already discussed the different types of cowboy. You got medieval cowboy. You got space cowboy. You got samurai, samurai cowboy. cowboy. Yeah. You got banker cowboy. I want to I want to pick which one of those that I'm going to be. Gay cow I mean those are all gay. So gay is the yeah. overarching branch just naturally. Yeah. The first thing that came to mind was my cowboy name. I get really horny whenever I hear the name Rusty was my name should be rusty trombone <laughs> and then i thought uh, i don't remember what a rusty trombone is but <laughs> if i remember correctly that's when you're eating out someone's booty hole while you're doing a reach around am i right about that oh sounds you're right. right you're All right right i nailed it so that sounds like a good name for me for for reasons that we'll never know <laughs> and you guys know me i'm a sci-fi girl so i feel like i should be a space cowboy so mm-hmm. rusty trombone the space cowboy and <laughs> earlier cam said you got to decide are you the milkman are you the brothel runner i think it brothel knows manager what slot you're filling in the wild west no i mean <laughs> i y'all seen that that old cowboy rusty trombone what's his deal he's an astronaut prostitute i like the idea that there's a town in the wild west and every single person is a cowboy and that's just a given but then they have another job on top of that so everyone's walking around in a cowboy get up holding a gun but they're delivering the mail or they're running the cash till at Panera Bread. So I think I'm working at the National Space Association in my cowboy town as Rusty Trombone, the space cowboy. I love it. You're an astronaut and you step on your six shooter so you can walk down Main Street and get to the rocket ship. Uh-huh. Who, who else do you want in charge of space diplomacy? If our little cow town on planet Earth is going to have a space program, you're going to send an old rusty trombone up to space to greet those aliens. I need to be the welcome wagon. He oh gives God. a real friendly hello. Oh God. do ya to ya. And I just got to know, give me a quick rundown of what that uh, outfit looks like that you're wearing. Yes. Okay. So very classic, straight up space outfit right you got the white futuristic material that insulates it's protecting me from the cold in space it gets very cold in space i don't know if you guys know this because you spend all your time we call you guys groundies yeah in the uh space association but us us space cowboys we know it gets a little frosty up in space so i got the white the white suit the big bubble glass helmet Wait, come on, you guys. It's Rusty Trombone, all right? I got to make it my own. I got to make it spicy. So I got my little name tag there that says Rusty Trombone. That's going to be all bedazzled in glitter. Uh-huh. And then uh, if I'm going to entice those aliens to come down and spend money at our casinos and our gift shops, got to give them a little, little show. I do have the ass cut out of my spacesuit. This little flaps run button. Yeah, and I do have... The crotch cut out of my spacesuit. Those little flaps are unbuttoned. <laughs> and I do have the nipples cut out of my spacesuit. Those little flaps are unbuttoned. So 
there's just some clear plastic windows over all of those cutout panels. And then we've just got nipples, bang, boom, on display. And then a nice little leather jock strap down below. You can just hear and see in my mind's eye and ear. Chink, chink, chink. <sighs> Who's that walking up to the saloon? <laughs> the doors fling open. <laughs> I make eye contact with Dylan's, I mean, Rusty Ranger's nipples. Rusty trombone. <laughs> <laughs> and they make eye contact with you, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> they stare deep into your soul. Ryland, what's your cowboy action shooting alias? My name's Obscuro. <laughs> Ryland, we said cowboy, not magician. <laughs> but if I say it like this, my name's Obscuro. <laughs> Tell us about Obscuro, Ryland. Howdy there, boys. You know me. I'm Obscuro. And you know what I am? I'm a shadow cowboy. So you've got a Peter Pan cowboy you're following around all the time? What does that mean? You think it's nighttime here? Guess again, because I didn't show up yet, <laughs> but now I'm here. <gasps> oh, and you thought it could get dark, but now it's even darker. <laughs> so Obscuro's the cowboy in town who drinks straight out of the gasoline pump. <laughs> Obscuro's mind is so busted on moonshine, he can't make no sense out of anything. That's why he obscures all sense. Are you a, like a specter from like the astral plane? Are you a ghost? Where there is darkness, you will find me. I am Obscuro, the shadow cowboy. Okay, so Ryland's not going to work with us on this camera. I think we got to connect the dots. Do you think Obscuro's like a Batman figure? He's a ninja. He's a ninja cowboy. Ninja he picks cowboy. the ninja cowboy is what he picks. Yeah so, yeah, so you see darkness? That's me. I'm a dark I'm I'm in the shadows blowing I'm in your ear <laughs> I'm here in the shower I'm blowing in your ear so sometimes light casts a shadow and when you see that shadow it'll be me obscuro I'm afraid I'm, I'm afraid to ask but what does obscuro's get up look like oh no you can barely make it out in the darkness <laughs> it's black black clothes with black <laughs> with black clothes on top everything is black and scary cuz i'm obscuro the shadow cowboy <laughs> be afraid <laughs> Cam, what's your cowboy sona? My cowboy persona is plugged right from that post-Civil War Wild Wild West. His name is Dr. Horse, Horse Doctor. Ooh. He learned everything he needed to know about medicine and cutting the arms off of Civil War soldiers just as fast as he could. Whoa. You see him walking everywhere with his white doctor outfit covered in blood and his double-barreled shotgun <sighs> crooked over it forearm just in case you might need to shoot some sick horse in the head Jeez. Oh, dr horse 
Horse doctor. Ding. He's still got a cowboy hat, right? <laughs> you gotta, gotta keep the sun out my eyes. <laughs> I forgot to mention, Rusty Trombone has the huge space glass bubble on his cowboy suit and then a little cowboy hat mm-hmm. on top of the bubble. And a little <laughs> ascot tied around the bubble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's all the colors of the rainbow. That's he does cute. a train robbery and he ties the handkerchief around his glass helmet and he's like, I don't know how people could t- still tell it was me. They got these wanted posters up with my face. How'd they know that was me? So were, was this a civil war amongst horses that you're talking? Is that why you had to operate on so many horses? Do you guys not know a lot of the facts about civil war amputations? No, but based on what you just said, it sounds like if I get my arm blown off from the shoulder down, you're just going to give me a couple apple slices and some sugar cubes to make it all better? No, sweetie. <laughs> What's the deal? Oh. Yeah, let's get into this, Uh-oh. you guys. Dr. Horse Horse Doctor is out there on the battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. This general was riding his horse out to lead his men, and a cannon shell exploded right next to him, right? So he's got the horse pinning his leg down, Ugh. his legs full of uh, cannon shell fragments, Ugh. and the horse is pockmarked with cannon shell, and he's real hurt and scared, so he's wiggling around. Mm. So Dr. Horse Horse Doctor, with one hand... Puts a shell in both barrels of the shotgun. This will be over in a second. (sighs) And then with one hand, he amputates the colonel's leg right off. They pull him out from under the horse. He's fine. And the other hand, I put that sweet little horsey out of his misery. Dr. Horse, horse doctor. What did... Okay. So you're not selling Dr. Horse, horse doctor to me very well. Right now, he's a bit of a malevolent figure. And if you're going to characterize him by taking life out of this world i want to know can dr horse horse doctor shove both of his arms into a horse punani and bring horse life into this world i shoot foals out of horses like i shoot buckshot out of dr horse horse doctor's shotgun okay i'm great at a horse birth and I'm great at a horse wedding. Wow. <laughs> You're horse ordained? I am You're horse ordained. ordained? I've married many a horse. It's all about animal husbandry. You gotta know the animal husbandry. Oh! Mm. These are the jokes, kid. That w- Okay. I love it. So he's there for all of it. He's there to bring you into this world. He's there to marry you to your horse betrothed. And and if I seem cruel, it's only because you haven't seen the other options yet. I would like to potentially postpone that for another episode or uh, for never. You guys, cowboy action shooting, live it or leave it. Well, uh, I know you thought I was gone, but actually I was just in the shadows. It's me, Obscuro. And just when you thought you were safe, just when you thought it was all over, I come back again and I give it a live it just when we thought we were able to put obscuro in the county jail on charges of petty larceny somebody got him out on bail i wish someone would stop doing that it's not funny you guys well as much as i hate living in the same town as obscuro my fantasy life as rusty trombone is ideal as fuck i'm gonna have to live this cowboy life i'm worried about all the anal I mean, <laughs> I'm not, honestly. <laughs> I'm That's worried. what Pride Month's about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about all the alien anuses <laughs> that, as Rusty Trombone, you'd be putting your mouth on. I, I, who knows what those things do? See, it's just this kind of sex phobia 
that we made this month for mm-hmm. Island. Yeah, sex positivity. What, what? What's? What's the problem? With alien. The- there are millions of possibilities of what could come out of an alien's butt, and mo- many of them are dangerous. So, hey, as as a horse doctor, <laughs> let me tell you, it's true for horses too. <gasps> doctor, horse, horse, doctor. You living or you leaving? Doctor, horse, horse, doctor only knows one way to live. And it's with a saw in one hand and a double barrel shotgun in the other. God. Live it. All right. And if anyone wants to make fan art of Rusty Trombone, Dr. Horse, Horse, Doctor, and a... No, just those, just those first two. Yeah. Well, you uh, do a picture of it, and it's just a dark little patch <laughs> in the corner. Yeah, if they do make that uh, that fan art, what's the email address, Ryland? Uh, Lifepileshow at gmail.com. Speaking of Ryland talking, and also speaking of me having regrets, Ryland, what's your segment? So I know uh, this week I'm uh, recording out of my grandmother's house. Hey, 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 Marge. Hey, I, I'm still here, too. Hi, I just Mrs. hooked Warner. up with Obscuro. He's such a hunk. <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> Mrs. Warner, Grandma, that's an alias. <laughs> Grandma, you need to get to a clinic immediately. <laughs> okay, but here's some cookies first. Um, but typically, sorry, Grandma, but typically. <laughs> uh I I record out of our office and uh we actually share a building with Cosmo and I just discovered recently that the mailman uh, in the office the mail deliverer the mail boy mail boy oh mail man boy. he really hate a- when you call him that <laughs> what do you call him in an op- what do we call Jerry little- he's a postmaster in the office oh you mean the office mailboy <laughs> Yeah, you're a mailman if you're out in the streets. You're a mail yeah. boy if you're in the building. Ooh, and yeah. in the sheets, he's a postmaster. <laughs> and that's just Jerry's preference. Jerry, our mail boy, has accidentally been delivering our mail to Cosmo instead of to us. So uh, I, I got in touch with Jerry, the mail boy, and uh, was able to get some of those letters back from Cosmo. Uh, and so a lot of people have been writing in asking for relationship advice from us. So let's come on down. Let's do some life pile relationship corner. Oh yeah. Corner life pile relationship. <laughs> Can you believe we paid $40,000 for that music sting? Yeah, that was <laughs> worth money. every penny. So I just got a bunch of uh, questions here. And I thought uh, we could go through them and give our advice. Here's the first question. Is it weird to have your first kiss and have sex for the first time in the same night? Weird is such a vague term. I think the the adjective I would use for that experience is efficiency. I think that, that person gathered a lot of data in a short period of time and if there's one thing I'm trying to do with my dating life, it's to streamline the process. So no, I think sometimes when people say weird, they mean, am I a statistical minority? Are other people sure? Like, is this statistically unique? Uh Am I an outlier? And I think embedded in that question is, is it bad to be a statistical outlier? If it is, Mm. then Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps have been like, oh, no, I'm the only person with this many gold medals. I better not do this. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? If you're a statistical minority, you're probably excelling. So what the hell is the problem? So 
keep being a sex sorcerer reader writer question axer axer question axer glad we did those vocal warm-ups beforehand <laughs> sorry what's the next one ryland all right all right my boyfriend said his ex's name in his sleep how should i feel about this like an eavesdropper i don't think you have enough information to feel any type of way you don't know the content of that dream is your boyfriend brandishing a long sword or a claymore in that dream and getting ready to annihilate his ex once and for all i had the weirdest nightmare i dreamt about my ex and his top half was normal but his bottom half was like one of those long bodies they have on the queens of the carpenter ants and so he just had this long fleshy body that was just shoving out egg after egg and i was like roger the fuck okay wait me and dylan made a huge mix up here because we totally misunderstood this question and it just occurred to me the question asker asked how should I feel about this? That's what they asked. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, we must understood. It's not a human, it's a robot. Because humans, oh. they just feel how they feel. Robots need directives. They don't know what feelings are, so they just want to know how to feel. How should I feel? feel about my human boyfriend <laughs> how do i feel i think i think hearing your partner talking their sleep is a really good thing to do to <gasps> figure out if they're a time traveler because if they said abraham lincoln then it's like oh fuck, i fucking <laughs> knew you were from abraham lincoln's time you goddamn liar we asked that question now what's the next question i'm falling for a guy 20 years older than i am should i go <gasps> for it mm. These are giving me terror flashbacks to a new study shows because we are getting 1% of the necessary information to answer these questions. Question asker, are you... I'm three years old. Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, same. When I was seven, eight, nine years old. Oh, no. I was in love with Joey Fatone from the Backstreet Boys. Okay. And he was, I want to say, like 48 when he was in that band. But you guys made it work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. There's a a lot of contingencies on that question. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really the age that's the problem so much as it is all the other things. Like? Like... What's he like? What's your relationship like? Is it a healthy relationship? Yeah. Like, you know, and if you're going to date someone two decades older than you and you want it to be a long term, if you just want to have fun, go have fun. If you're an adult and they're an adult and it's consenting, great. Mm -hmm. If you want to make a long term lifestyle choice, you're going to have to recognize the point that like once you're 60 and they're 80 or maybe even before there are some rough decisions you have to make about elder care. And those are rough decisions. Ooh. But hey, you know what? If you want to be with someone for your whole life, you're going to have to make those decisions anyway. So, uh, I don't know. That's true. Yeah. And But also, I think if you are sleeping with them and in their sleep, they say, Abraham Lincoln, then you fucking call that <laughs> shit out. Because you're like, I knew you were a fucking time traveler. And you didn't time travel to the time that we are the same age? What the fuck? is your problem huh (laughs) why are you doing this to me oh so the real question was do i date a time traveler and once again i don't know is it a healthy relationship are you both consenting adults does that time traveler try to dress like they're 20 years younger than they are wearing distressed flared jeans and von dutch trucker hats the answer is (laughs) no 
Okay, next question. Let's do a couple more. I kissed my sister's boyfriend. What should I do? Not that. Repent. <laughs> no, I don't know. I... No, that's, yeah, that's bad, huh? And here's another problem, is once again, they failed to me- mention, my sister was there, we both had a long discussion, everyone was a consenting adult, and already wasn't a problem. Oh, good, why'd you write in? Because everyone had a discussion and it was a consenting agreement, so what's the deal? We asked that question. Next one. Okay, okay. I started an affair with my boss, and now I can't get over him. Well, I think when you start an affair with your boss, there's your guys' personal relationship, but then there's the performers. There's the people who run the rides. There's the, the people, people who set ru- up the tents. The people who are selling turkey legs. And it, yeah, be- quickly becomes more than just you and your boss. So if you started an affair with your boss, I think you either need to have a discussion with him and the investors about whether you're going to continue moving forward or you need to come up with some kind of uh, stipend uh, for starting the company. Yeah. Well, and also if you start a fair with your boss and you have a great time, you can't get over it. Why not make it an annual fair? I mean, it sounds like everybody had a lot of fun at this fair. Mm -hmm. It's making me hungry for cotton candy. Just thinking about it. Why don't we do this every year? Question asked. My boyfriend's mom offered to break up with me for him. My boyfriend's mom offered to break up with me for him. Does he want to? <laughs> what? Wait. Mom is super passive aggressive. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hey. Maybe. You, see, I feel like you two don't have super passive aggressive grandmothers and you didn't learn how to speak the language of passive aggression. But when your boyfriend's mom says, hey, you know, I could break up with him for you. She's trying to get you out the door. Yeah. No, but that this question lose. says to break up with me. For him. She, wait. Sounds like the mom offered to the boyfriend, like, I know this girl's not working out, so I'll go ahead and break up with her for you. No, but. Oh, and then the boyfriend told the girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, the boyfriend told the girlfriend. That's the detail. Yes. Or the mom told the girlfriend. Why would the boyfriend tell the girlfriend? Hey, no, here's the thing, you guys. As lifestylists, sometimes we got to give tough love and give the harsh truth, okay? Mm. And right now, we're going to have to say, you got to come correct. And if you ask a question that makes no sense, you don't deserve an answer. So go back home, pull out the pen and paper again, put it down. And this time when you're asking your question, don't do it in the style Ryland tells a story in which you give all the details out of order. Send those to me. Just make clearly what your situation is. And then we will ask your question. But don't fucking come to us if you haven't even put thought into what you're trying to figure out. I think you should tell your dad that you want to break up with your mom. <laughs> Okay, all right. My boyfriend told me to have sex with other guys. Does that mean he's cheating? No, he broke up with you. He was breaking up with you. Why don't you pay attention? He broke up with you. I think I'm going to need to know what the sent- the three sentences before that sentence were. The three were. sentences before that were, Hey, honey, you know I love you. One. One. Two. I have the sexual interest known as cuckoldry, where I find it sexually arousing when you have sex with other men. Oh. Three. Please, if you're willing to consent, consent to having sex with other consenting adults, because I think it will be fun for our relationship. Oh, there you go. My boyfriend was texting another woman at a funeral. (sighs) And uh, first I want to say, well, how do you know that she was at a funeral? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, I would assume that 50% of the people in your 
boyfriend. We're not getting all the information. <laughs> no, 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 no. What was I the content it. of the message? Here's the thing. All day, he's on the phone texting other women he meets on OkCupid. Hey, what's up? You want to get down and dirty? Hey, what's up? Well, fuck. Hey, DTF, right? And she's cool with that. She has no problem with that. But at a funeral? <laughs> Have some respect for that. Have the some dead. respect. Okay, how about this one? My fiance's penis injury is killing our sex life. Tell him to suck it up, put some braces on that thing, and let's get down. Huh? That's what That's I got to say. That's what the say. questions? Oh, oh, that was Ryan's <laughs> advice. Uh, some of these are real selfish. How You're, about this one? Uh, I lied about faking an orgasm and now I can't stop. Can't stop. Can't stop lying. God taught her a lesson about lying and gave her a nonstop 24 seven orgasm. And now she knows it's not good to lie. All right. Question asker. That sounds like the opposite of a problem. Uh, stop. I think you just wrote in to rub that in our faces. <laughs> that question answer was asker was a real pig. You know what I'm saying? Cause pigs have long orgasms. What? Yeah, pigs have like 30 minute long orgasms. You guys both knew that. Mm-hmm. And agricultural students in university get taught how to give female pigs orgasms. Why? Because usually we do artificial <laughs> insemination because it's a lot more efficient okay. at getting piggies pregnant. Yeah. But the thing is, is that when a female pig has an orgasm uh-huh. during insemination, as opposed to not having an orgasm during insemination, they have much larger litters when they do have an orgasm. Like horses. Yeah, like horses will give 10, 20 uh, horse eggs out into their web. Um, but if they have an orgasm, that horse web is full of 100 horse eggs. Horse eggs. <laughs> My boyfriend is Googling prostitutes in our area. And that, okay, the reason why, it's because he he needs to know who to avoid, you know? <laughs> he's he's being nice. He's being a good guy. Don't worry about it. Like, I cannot wait to express my romantic affection for you in the privacy of our own home, not in a public manner, and uh, these prostitutes. And from all these county fairs. They will not be near here. Yeah, you're 100% right, Ryland. It's preventative. Thank He's you. trying to keep himself safe. Yeah. Know the lay of the land. Yeah. If he doesn't know where rusty trombone's going to be during the day, he might risk a run in. Why do you think Dr. Horse Horse Doctor spends all day Googling horses near me? Huh? <laughs> These horny single mom horses are ready for artificial insemination. And their webs are throbbing with horse eggs. <laughs> Oh God! That's so. This is the most disgusting episode, and I'm saying that after we did that frozen toe cocktail episode. (laughs) This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that makes your stomach turn inside out like a sea cucumber. Mm -hmm. We want to thank Space Cowboys for discovering alien pussy. We want to thank Horse Doctors for putting us out of our misery. We want to thank Scott Davis for making the music for this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast. Give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes.edu.org.vodka.ninja.fuzz. Listen up. We want to thank you because you're being a cool guy. If you're recommending this podcast to your friends and family, we also want to thank you. It helps them find the right way to live, and it helps us find listeners, so we sure do appreciate it. I want to thank everybody out there for emailing us at lifepileshow at gmail.com. That's where we got all those questions about all those time travelers. Keep them coming. And we also want to thank you guys if you are liking, sharing, following, subscribing on all of our social accounts. We've got an Instagram. We've got a Facebook. And just recently, we got a Mormon Farmers Only account. Thank you guys so much. 
want to thank you for supporting us in our lifestyling careers. If you want to catch me this week, I'll be in the wild, wild west, emptying shell after shell of buckshot into the cabeza of a caballero. Oh, no, <laughs> no that's the cowboy. I'll be emptying shell after shell of buckshot into the skull of a horse. Uh, this week, I'm going to finally be switching off my documentaries about the amazing contributions to the LGBT plus community made by people like Harvey Milk and Marsha P. Johnson, and instead focusing on my little stack of index cards, because no one can seem to come up with reasons to be proud of me this month. So I'm going to do the work for everyone. So far, I've got has ears, can walk in a straight line most of the time. I'm going to come up with some more for you guys later this week. Stay tuned. I'm proud of you, Dylan. Proud of you. If anybody wants to, to catch me, I'm going to be uh, starting up my own business of a, a grandma vending machine. So I'll be setting that up in uh, downtown Denver, Colorado. And uh, first grandma going to be in there, my grandma. So come and get her. Hey, hey, boy, do you want to come get me? I'll be in the vending machine. Come and find me. <laughs> this is Life Pile. Light your life on fire. Light your life on fire.